Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Find hidden clues and uncover a murder mystery. Solve mind-teasing mysteries of the Roaring Twenties. Engage your sense of observation to find hidden clues. Search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and uncover a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. We're all here because we love true crime, right? Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? There's nothing I love more than getting to decorate my very own luxurious state island. The best part? You can chat and play with or against other players by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hello, listeners. I'm your host, Amara, and this is Black Girl Gone, a true crime podcast. On this episode of Black Girl Gone, we tell the story of Rosenda Strong, a 31-year-old mother of four who disappeared in 2018 from Toppenish, Washington. Rosenda left her sister's home to go to a casino with friends, but was never seen or heard from again. Nearly 300 days after Rosenda was last seen, her remains were found. Three years later, her family is still trying to find out what happened. This is Rosenda's story. When I started this podcast, I knew that cases involving missing and murdered Black women and women of color were underreported. But what I didn't realize was how underreported they actually are. It wasn't until I started doing research for these shows that I realized that this underreporting, coupled with some very deep-rooted systemic issues, also affects Native women and their stories. And so doing Rosenda's story is important because Indigenous women are also being murdered and going missing at extremely high rates. But these cases receive even less coverage by the media. The fact is that most of these crimes take place on reservations, and the media doesn't pay much attention to what's going on there. These reservations also have very limited police resources, and they often need support from the local counties or FBI to assist in these investigations. But for 99% of these cases, no one pays very much attention, including the police. In 2018, Rosenda Strong was living in Wapato, Washington. The mother of four was living with her sister, Sissy, at the time. Now, there isn't much public information about Rosenda's early life, but she and her siblings had grown up in Yakima County in Washington State. And Yakima County is where the Yakima Indian Reservation is located. And Rosenda was a citizen of the Confederate tribes of the Umatilla Indian Reservation. The Yakima Indian Reservation includes the communities of Wapato and Topanish. 
Now, the combined population of these two areas is around 15,000 people. So that gives you a pretty good idea of how small this area really is. Well, life on the reservation for many who live there is rough. Government failures and systemic racism has caused these communities to be left behind. There are extreme high rates of poverty and homelessness, and therefore these communities become affected by the same things that poverty brings to the inner cities. Drug abuse, alcoholism, and violence. And like millions of people in this country, Rosenda struggled with drug addiction throughout her life. I mean, there were points in Rosenda's life where her addiction was a huge part of who she was. But her family was always there for her, especially during the hardest moments. Rosenda's sister, Sissy, said that Rosenda, despite her personal battles, was a happy person whose family loved her, and she made sure that they knew how much she loved them, too. In the weeks leading up to her disappearance, Rosenda had been having a hard time. And according to her family, Rosenda had lost custody of her four children a few years before. And although she tried to stay in their lives, not having them was difficult for her. Her sister Sissy said that in July 2018, a really close friend of Rosenda's died and Rosenda took the death really hard. She described Rosenda as being in distress during those weeks. And after the death of her friend, Rosenda disappeared for a little while, which was not unusual for her during that time. But she always kept in contact. And Rosenda eventually returned home, and when she did, she had purchased a car. Now, on the day that Rosenda was last seen, she had decided to go to the local casino, which is Legends Hotel and Casino in Toppenish, with some friends. Now, Sissy said that Rosenda decided to ride with her friends instead of driving the new car that she just got. Now, according to Sissy, when Rosenda left that evening, it was around 7 p.m., and she told Sissy that she loved her and that she, you know, would see her when she got back. But Rosenda, of course, never came back home. Now, Sissy, during an interview with a local NBC channel, KNDU 23 in Washington, said that on the evening of September 30, 2018, she received a text message from Rosenda's friends telling her that Rosenda was injured. Now, according to Sissy, she wasn't sure if they were being serious or what was happening. She just really didn't know what to think. But that's interesting because what Sissy tells the local NBC station is not only interesting because of, of course, the text messages about Rosenda being hurt, but it's also the date that's interesting and the timeline that she gives. Because in all of the news reports that you can find about Rosenda, pretty much all of them, they say that Rosenda was last seen on October 2nd, 2018. But it seems like... She, her last, she was last seen more like on September 30th, 2018, because that's when her sister received these mysterious text messages from her friends. Okay, so when Sissy received those text messages from her sister's friends, you know, she's worried about Rosenda. And she wasn't sure what the messages meant, but they were giving her a very bad feeling. 
So Sissy started calling Rosenda's cell phone and sending her text messages, but she's getting no response. Now, Sissy had just bought Rosenda's phone, so she knew she had a working phone when she left. And since the last time Rosenda left, Sissy wanted to make sure that, you know, she would still be able to get in contact with Rosenda no matter what. And so that's why she bought her the phone. But Rosenda was not answering her calls or her text messages. Sissy also tried to contact Rosenda on social media, but she was getting no response there either. Now, Sissy also tried to reach out to her niece, Rosenda's daughter, but when she couldn't get a hold of her niece either, she figured that maybe the two were together. But on October 1st, 2018, Rosenda's daughter texted her Aunt Sissy and told her that she couldn't find her mom. When Rosenda's daughter talks to her Aunt Sissy, she tells her that something is wrong, and Sissy said she felt that something was wrong too. So Sissy and her niece decided that, you know, after a few days of not hearing from Rosenda, that they needed to go to the police to file a missing persons report. But when they go to the police, the police refuse to take the report. Because of Rosenda's struggles with drug abuse, she had felonies on her record, and the police just dismissed her as a junkie, you know, a criminal who was probably just off somewhere still partying. Police showed absolutely no sympathy towards Rosenda's family. To the police, Rosenda was a nobody, and they weren't going to dedicate police resources to helping to find her. So... In those critically early days, Rosenda's family was left to search for Rosenda on their own. Rosenda was last seen by her sister going to the Legends Casino, and reports are that she did make it to the casino, but who she was with exactly remains a mystery, at least to the public. She left the casino that night, and she was last seen with an unknown male, and then she was never seen again. Now, the family called, you know, local hospitals, jails in the surrounding areas, and people who knew Rosenda, but Rosenda had just disappeared. And so after several days, the Yakima County police did end up launching an investigation into Rosenda's disappearance. But the Yakima County police have very limited resources, and so they eventually called on the FBI to help them. But despite the police and the FBI investigating, Rosenda's family wasn't getting a lot of help or a lot of answers. So Rosenda's family organized most of the searches for Rosenda in the weeks and months following her disappearance. They posted her picture all over social media sites dedicated to missing Native women, They posted her missing person flyers all over Yakima County, and they held vigils and rallies, and they used them to help bring awareness to Rosenda's story. But no one was coming forward. No one was coming to the police or Rosenda's family with any information that would help them find Rosenda. And so, like I said earlier, there's no information about who these friends were that Rosenda was with that night, 
or what information they had about Rosenda's last movements or if they've even spoken to the police at all. Now, despite the fact that no one was coming forward, there were rumors that were beginning to circulate that Rosenda was dead and that her body was in a freezer somewhere on the reservation. But her family had no proof that Rosenda was dead, and they were dedicated to finding her alive. And with no evidence that these rumors were even true, her family continued to search for Rosenda. On July 4th, 2019, 275 days after Rosenda was reported missing, two homeless men searching through trash near some train tracks made a gruesome discovery. Inside of an abandoned freezer, they found the decomposing remains of a human body. The body was decomposed beyond recognition, and so it wasn't immediately identified as Rosenda. The coroner would need to use dental records to identify the remains. And so, after comparing the dental records of Rosenda to the remains, the results came back a match. The body was Rosenda's. Just like the rumors that had been whispered throughout the reservation about Rosenda's ultimate fate, she was in fact found in a freezer. Once it was confirmed that the body was in fact Rosenda's, the FBI notified her family. Sissy recalls the phone call from the FBI that day. She said her phone rang and that when she answered it, the FBI told her that her sister was dead. The news was a devastating blow for Rosenda's family. For months, they had fought to bring attention to Rosenda's case. They wanted to bring her home alive. And now they knew that that wasn't going to happen. But someone was responsible for what happened to Rosenda. And bringing her justice was now the family's focus. Rosenda's death has been categorized as a homicide, but police will not release any information about what they believe the cause of death to be. Besides the body being found in the freezer, the police and the FBI will not release any more information about the condition of the body. There have been very few answers in the years since Rosenda's body was found. The FBI says that they are still investigating the murder and that they have spoken to several people in connection with the case. But if they know anything, the police are not saying anything at all. In October 2020, around the two-year anniversary of when Rosenda was last seen, the Seattle Sun-Times featured Rosenda's family in a short documentary called Not Invisible, Justice for Rosenda Strong. And in that short, they feature a memorial march for Rosenda held in her hometown of Wapato. Her sister Sissy led the march, and as they walked through the streets, this was Sissy's plea. Stop and 
deserves that. Say her name. Rosanna. Say her name. Rosanna. Say her name. Rosanna. Justice for Justice for Rosanna Strong. In the years following Rosanda's death, Sissy has turned her pain into activism, fighting for justice for not only Rosanda, but for all the other missing and murdered Native women. Rosenda is just one of countless Native women who have been murdered or gone missing in America. And what makes it even more crazy is that we don't even know how many women there actually are. In Yakima County alone, there have been numerous reports of missing women, but no one knows exactly how many. Now, according to Washington State, as of June 2020, there were reports of at least 20 missing women in Yakima County. Now, if you follow me on Instagram or TikTok, you may have seen when I posted the stats about Black women and intimate partner violence. And according to those stats, you know, one in four Black women will experience intimate partner violence in their lifetimes. But for American Indian women and Native Alaskan women, that number is much higher. Four out of five of these women will experience intimate partner violence in their lifetime. That's 84% of all Indigenous American women. 84%. These women are often dismissed and discarded by the media, by the police, and by society as a whole. Many of these women are affected by drug abuse and alcoholism, either you know, by themselves or by their partners. And this gives people the excuse to ignore them. But that's not an excuse. People would rather focus on that than the systemic issues that are causing these things to happen. Rosenda's daughter, Carmen Strong, actually said it best. There's been more missing people besides my mom, you know? But like, like all people's lives matter, like even though they're on drugs or anything, like they're loved. This year makes three years since Rosenda was last seen two years since her body was found. In April of this year, Rosenda's family held a vigil for her on what would have been her 34th birthday. There have been no arrests in her case, no new information about the night that she disappeared or what happened after she left the casino. We still don't even know how long she was alive before she was murdered and put in that abandoned freezer. And so her case remains unsolved. But her family wants justice. And they deserve justice. Rosenda Strong was a mother. She was a sister. She was an aunt. And she was a friend. And her life mattered. And even though the media ignores these women and their families, we cannot.
So if you're interested in learning more about these statistics or finding more stories about missing and murdered Native women, there are a ton of organizations out there. You can Google MMIW, which stands for Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women, or you can visit websites like the Coalition to Stop Violence Against Native Women to get more information about how you can support the movement and help spread awareness. Let's help bring these women home and raise our voices so that there are no more stolen sisters. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We'll be back next week with a brand new story. Don't forget to leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It helps our show grow so we can continue to tell these stories. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at Black Girl Gone Podcast. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.